Preface to Paul, a Herald of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rachel. Paul, a Herald of the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Preface. In Titus, the first of this series, I endeavored to make new the old, old story, to depict a real, a living Jesus, not enthroned in some faraway, inaccessible glory, but with us alway, even unto the end. In Stephen I showed the bereft disciples, comforted with the comfort which streamed down into their sad hearts in abundant measure from the Master, who had gone away because it was expedient for them, joyful with the joy which he had given them, and serene in the midst of trial and persecution, with the peace which he had bestowed upon them, a last precious legacy. In Paul I have carried the story further, and with it I have interwoven some account of the great world without the confines of the Holy Land, the world which lay in misery and sin, and into which Christ had bidden his disciples go forth to carry the glad tidings of the cross. Saul, the persecutor, the relentless Pharisee, the learned rabbi, has become Paul, the herald of the cross. We see his heroic figure starting out into the night alone, in that darkest hour which comes before the dawn, proclaiming in trumpet tones the glorious tidings of the coming day. We see the brood of evil creatures that loved darkness rather than light bestir themselves to do him battle. We see the conflict joined, never to be given over for a moment till the worn conqueror lays his armor down to receive the crown of victory from the hand of the Lord, the righteous judge. To fully understand the life and labors of the great apostle, it is necessary to also comprehend something of the hopeless degradation of those in high places, to look for an instant into the frightful abysses into which the decadent religions were hurrying mankind. I have therefore endeavored to portray the Christless world, the world as it was in the fullness of time, as well as the divine remedy applied. It seems scarcely necessary to give the long list of authorities consulted in the preparation of this volume. It will be noticed, however, that I refer most frequently in my occasional notes to Farrar's Life and Work of St. Paul and to The Life and Epistles of St. Paul by Coney Bear and Housen. And, indeed, while I had in my possession many of the authorities to which these authors in their turn refer, I would acknowledge my great indebtedness to their scholarly works. I should also mention Gull and Coner's Life of the Greeks and Romans, to which I referred continually for information relating to dress, customs, etc., and to the ancient chronicles of Josephus, where I found the stories of Agrippa, of Caius, of Herodias, and of the other historical personages, who figure more or less largely in these pages. If in these scenes from the life and times of St. Paul I have succeeded, in some small measure, in enabling the reader to see for himself not merely Paul, the theologian, Paul, the setter forth of the scheme of salvation, Paul, the stern aesthetic, thundering forth reproof and denunciation against evildoers, but Paul, the fearless herald of the cross, 
pouring out his life like water that he might save the lost. Paul, the tent-maker, laboring with his hands that he might minister to the necessities of others. Paul, the aged. Paul, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus, healing the sick, cheering the oppressed and downtrodden, the father of all the churches, the friend of sinners and of God. If we shall look upon him thus, we shall read the epistles with new eyes, seeing in them the outpourings of a great loving heart which beat divinely for all humanity. And so reading, we shall long to be numbered among the saints and faithful brethren to whom he writes. Florence Morse Kingsley, West New Brighton, February 6, 1897 Staten Island, N.I. End of Preface